It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. I'm here with the constructionist against all deconstructionists, Pastor Charlie Eastman. That's me. And I'm, I'm yeah. of course, here with the revisionist against all, all anti-revisionists, <laughs> Reverend Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. It's it's the life-size picture of Jacques Derrida behind you that made me think of that. I, I'm surprised Nails you it, haven't huh? changed it. Nails it. it. Really, it's a great picture, but <laughs> I didn't say that, yeah, you are the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts, where Jacques Derrida was known to have attended often every time he visited Southboro, Massachusetts. I, we were all at least on the realm of possibility until we got to that quote, but <laughs> anyway. How are you, Jonathan? It, I'm doing fine. Clearly, we've got some. Uh, we've got the energy that comes from putting off our recording for a day, huh? Yeah, yeah, and and I have some some caffeine in me now, oh, good. so it's it's going to be Derrida and angles all throughout the rest of this recording. Well, we'll take it. No marks, just angles. We'll take it, just angles. Yeah. Oh, so the reason we shifted our recording slightly is because I had the good sense to get my second vaccination yeah. on Monday. Excellent. Um, so I just want to uh, tell people, if you are planning for a full day of activities on the day after your second vaccination, you, you might want to revisit that. Yeah, give yourself Maybe some your reaction That's, will I'm be so different glad. than mine, but mine was significant. A lot of chills, fever, stayed mm. up for a while, and just achy all over. Not, not good. So take care of yourselves if you're getting that second jab. But of course, once you get it, new CDC recommendations at the time of this recording, it looks like it's, it's a very promising state of affairs. Yeah, this is good. I can't wait till I can get mine. Indeed. I look forward to it, too, uh, because then I'm going to see yeah. you face a face. That's, that's Not sure that's a thing in any language, but how are you? what's going on? How are you doing? What's what's happening in East Greenwich? I'm doing fine, and, and things at uh, East Greenwich are, are going well. We continue to, to go well. Um, I'm loving hearing about people who are... Yeah, I've been given these little weekly assignments or tasks, right. Lenten devotional that's tasks. Right. And, and hearing from people about the things they've been doing. Um, and I want to remind folks that this week I'm encouraging you to write a prayer, but to share it with someone. So you don't just write it. <laughs> now, you You're don't hitting have the to frozen write it for chosen where they live. <laughs> I know. You don't have to write it for the person you're sh- sharing it with. I, uh, one person just wrote a, a more universal prayer, um, but emailed it to a number of people and said, this is a prayer I wrote. I thought you might enjoy listening or reading it. Um, there's something about sharing a written prayer. So that's the, that's the task for this week. So I hope you all can do that. Uh, But it's been great hearing your stories about that. Um, we are looking forward to having, um, a limited in-person worship on Easter. Uh, everyone's going to have to be distant and wear masks, regardless if you're vaccinated or not, you still need to wear a mask because not everyone has been vaccinated yet. Uh, and you need to, um, RSVP. Uh, we can only take 75 people, so you have to call the church office and uh, reserve your spot ahead of time. We will be live streaming the service. And we will be having a Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday service, but those will both be strictly virtual. Okay. And more information coming out. The last announcement I have, thank you for being so patient. Charlie, I am, I am is, the soul of patience. You are the soul of patience. Doctors love you. Um, <laughs> is that on March 27th, this is the day before Palm Sunday, we're going to have another one of our church drive-ups and encouraging people to bring food for the food pantry we've been supporting in South Providence. And we'll be passing out palms. 
these are palms that grow from trees, not palms that grow from people. So we'll be passing out the mm. palms. You can pick those up and drop off some food. That will be probably from 10 to 1130 on that uh, March 27th. So that's, uh, that's some of the stuff going on. Over here in East Greenwich, how about in uh, Southboro? How are things going it there? It is well with our souls. We are continuing our Covenants weekly series, Wednesdays at 1230 and 7.30. Um, you come to one or the other, and it's a drop-in. Mm. This week, we're going to be focusing on the contributions. We're looking for points of synergy. So we're the, the contributions of women internationally to uh, the environment. To ecology. Well, this is Women's History That's Month. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, so we're we're trying to be aware of the themes uh, available to us in the world to find because the point of the series is our covenant with God, our covenants with each mm-hmm. other, and then our covenants with the wider society. So, oh, I see what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah, you know the oh, Trinity of covenants. Very clever. So, um, thanks for everybody who's been attending, and I look forward to seeing folks there. We continue our support of the Pathways Shelter through the Easter Basket program, so get in touch with Carol or Catherine uh, about how to uh, make your donations, but we're grateful to everyone who's already uh, jumped on this. Pathways is a shelter for homeless families in transition in Framingham, Massachusetts, and it's our annual Easter um, outreach effort. Um, Palm Sunday, we're going to have a car parade. Looking forward to it. Nice. We're going to be having Monday, Thursday, Tenebrae service. We are going to be doing... It l- Easter is in flux, so no sunrise okay. service. But in terms okay. of our main outdoor service, we still don't worship in the building and, and won't yeah, until we yeah. hit certain marks. But we're looking sure. at possibly two and maybe three services on Easter, but at least wow. one of them will be live streamed, so... Fantastic. Stay tuned to this space and others. We'll keep you up to date. Yeah. Yeah, be flexible. Mm-hmm. I, right now we're hoping to do a sunrise service, or I will be doing a sunrise service, at, but we have a beach that we go to, Sandy oh, nice. Point, um, and I'll live stream that. But you've gotta, we've got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen? Well, that's great to hear all those wonderful things happening with both our churches. Indeed. Still active. Lent is happening. I hope there's a good feeling of penance um, and, that's right. and somberness throughout this Lent. It, the weather's getting nicer, so that makes it hard. I prefer it was just overcast and cloudy for the 40 days, but... You can't, you can't always get what you want, Jonathan. You can't always, as, as the, the mix and the jaggers yes, have said, have. you can't always get what you want. So we're in our second of three... Part two. Part two of Second mm. Coming. The lovely first edition of the first volume of the trade paperback series. So this collects issues one through six of the comic that was released, what, monthly when it was in series? I think so, yeah. And again, uh, written by Mark Russell. I'll just say the writer and the artist, Richard Pace. Um, And then there's... um, But we know comics are a collaborative art, and there's about 20 names associated with this book to get it out. So I understand that the second volume is being printed. It's coming out um, uh, monthly, I think, right now. So I'm looking forward to when it's mm-hmm. in trade so I can get the second volume because I really am enjoying this. Uh, and, and again, this isn't for everyone. So if, you had, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, you might want to. Um, both Charlie and I really like this, and we think comic is a viable uh, medium of for communication sure. and art. Uh, but this isn't for everyone, and if you are easily offended mm-hmm. um, or your, your feathers are easily ruffled, um, don't read this. Yeah. Just don't. But if you okay. can stretch a little bit, it's so good. 
It's such a neat interaction with the ideas behind Jesus and what he represents. And it's just, it's grand. So if you can push yourself a little bit, I would say, give it a shot. Maybe get it out from the library if your library can get a copy. That's a great way. Yeah. Great way to do it. Uh, Just to recap, I mean, just really basically the premise again is that uh, Jesus returns to earth and hangs out with a Superman-like character named Sunstar. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and uh, hijinks ensued. Indeed. So we we decided. I know last last week it went a little bit on the long yeah. side because we were just so excited Obviously. with it and we wanted just to follow the whole story and and share everything we could. Uh, but we understand for the reader that might not be, or for the listener that might not be as exciting. So uh, we're gonna each we have, we each came up with two points or moments in the this is ep, uh, uh, issues three and four that we're going to focus on. Uh, so we're going to go back and forth that, that we thought were really, really neat in, in different kind of mm-hmm. ways. So I'm going to start. And this is on page I thought I was going to start. Trade. Wait, were yeah, you? Yeah, because mine's before. Oh, that's right. You know, we did this one of the few times we planned <laughs> stuff ahead of time. That's okay. And then I mess it up. All right, go ahead, Charlie. You're going to, didn't I say you're going to start? Page 67. So I'm I on page 67, page... right near the beginning of the book. Okay. And, um... Basically, the, the Sun Star, the superhero, is is trolling. He's looking for ne'er do wells to leverage his justice and his passionate intensity on. Um, so he uh, he he gets he he's a, attacking a, a ne'er do well on the who happens to be on the commode at the moment of his attack, and right. um, and uh, Jesus kind of tries to pull him back and says, "Whoa, come on! Look how young he is." And so, before before you get into, I want to just point out one of those sight yes. gags. As they break into the apartment, this is on page sixty six. Mm-hmm. There's a punk rock um, poster in the apartment, and the name Terry on it Gross. is Terry Gross, yeah. which is an NPR fresh spelled T E R Y though, right? Right, right. But I, I that's I thought Hilarious. that was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Sorry, right. go ahead. So Jesus says, "Wait, don't you know? Don't hit him. Look how young he is," and um. Sunstar says, forgiveness is for kids selling their Ritalin on the playground. Supervillains are different. And Jesus says, please, I've seen this a hundred times. Once you hand a kid over to the Romans, they're never the same. And Sunstar Mm. says, this isn't rehabilitation, it's pest control. And then Jesus, we get a panel where Jesus is looking straight into the Mm. camera, the panel. Mm. And he says, force is just the illusion of control. You're not fixing the world. You're just using the one tool you understand. All right? So let's let's not... Yeah. This is not canon. These are not the words mm. of Christ that have been found on a tablet and attributed to him. This is a comic writer's interpretation of how Jesus might respond to this event. And of course, it includes the comic writer's philosophy that he's learned, his history that he's learned, the thinkers and poets and others that he's drawing on. But I really appreciate two things about this brief exchange. One is that Jesus notices once you hand over someone young to Mm -hmm. the Romans, they're never the same. And if you need a starker uh, illustration of this, look to the prison system of any developed nation and recognize the, that while rehabilitation was always the stated aim, 
it's so rarely the the outcome that we're blessed with. So getting kids uh, who who find trouble into an alternate path rather than just throwing them away and you know locking them up and throwing away the key uh, is always preferable. But of course, on the other yeah. side of that argument is this terrible judgment from Sunstar, the hero. I'm putting that in air quotes. Hero. Mm. He says this isn't rehabilitation; it's pest control, and that that tendency yeah. to dehumanize those who do crimes mm-hmm. in order to uh, to justify their punishment is is oh gosh, it's everywhere. It's a terrible yeah. impulse. And it's, it's part of that dehumanizing that allows us to, to just say, well, if you can't commit the, if you can't do the time, don't commit the crime kind of macho language, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, clearly, I could talk about this two-panel exchange for the rest of the, uh, rest of the episode. But yeah. briefly, then Jesus responds, forces the illusion of control. And if you've right. ever followed rebellion in different nations or, or ever had a teenage kid under your roof, you, you come to realize pretty quickly that the force you think you're exerting to some effect is, is largely just the expression of your anger. It, it, mm. really doesn't, it, it really doesn't change the situation. It doesn't heal. It doesn't offer opportunities for the person to make a real lasting change for a for a good reason it's it's just it's the blunt instrument and and of course jesus says you're using the one tool you understand which is sunstar's mighty force so i i was really yeah. brought up short by this page i love it yeah i i, mean, I like that idea uh, at that point that saying you know yeah force is not it really isn't what you think it is and, and that idea of trying to control people usually doesn't yeah. work um you know I, I, for some reason charlie i'm stuck on on the tension we've had around wearing masks mm. and the reaction to wearing masks the, those who are who feel negatively about it saying like stop trying to control mm. me stop you know take stop taking right. away my right you know that's my that's a stated reason and and i don't know why it is there's something about that that I'm, I'm, I'm not clear. So I'm kind of thinking out loud here, which is this is that's always great podcasting. <laughs> um, well, to not have a well-formed, cogent thought. Oh, you just listen uh, to me do it for know, five minutes. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> I thought you did fine. Uh, you know, it, it's it's almost as if we can't. Well, actually, it's, it's there's, there's a corollary between this idea of like trying to mandate mask wearing, which I'm, I think mask wearing is important and the right mm-hmm. thing to do. Um, and and the civil rights laws. Mm. You know, the civil rights laws are trying to say, like, all right, we're going to make it illegal for you to be racist. Right. But it doesn't keep people from being racist. We can't, we can maybe even say, like, if you do that, you're going to get punished. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't change yeah. hearts. And, and uh, I think with the mask thing, you know, because of, for so many reasons, and I don't want to get into the mm-hmm. many reasons, People's hearts weren't turned to a place where they had compassion towards others when it came to wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Instead, they hurt. They felt they heard it more as like, oh, the government's just trying to control how I live by forcing yep. me yep. to wear a mask. Uh, and so, yeah, so actually, uh, I think I talked myself to, the, to a good place where... <laughs> nice segue. We got segue, there, Charlie. Segue, yeah. segue. <laughs> yeah, and so, no, so that... Uh, we can't force people. Every time we try to force something, yeah, it doesn't work well, but rather to help guide them and change their heart. And the scary thing is, 
they may end up in mm -hmm. a very different place. They may not end up where we want them to be. For example, on the very next page, so as the interchange continues, you know, Jesus convinces Sunstar to take a different tact. And so Sunstar takes the kid to, uh, to the community yep. college. And we run into one of the bits that the first time I read it, I laughed out loud. And I don't do that often anymore because it's mm -hmm. Lent. And, and laughter is not appropriate in Lent. But this one just got me. And so he's having the kid choose a class. So I thought this was Sunstar's instead. Like, okay, I won't try force. Instead, we'll try to get him yep. to make good choices, which I think is fantastic. And so, he's, so he, Sun starts yelling him, choose a class. And the kid, you know, still dressed up in his villain garb, um, says, uh, film theory? <laughs> Which is right on, because if you love the, <laughs> the artistry of dressing up as a supervillain, you know. Right, right. And to which Sunstar responds, and I'm going to clean it a little bit. Um, no, not film theory, business <laughs> management. <laughs> exactly. It got me. That was, I was like, so you can't force the heart to go That's where you right. want it to go. But you can try to coax it, um, open doors. Um, pat, yeah, so, uh, that, that was such yeah. a whole interchange. That wasn't even was one of your fantastic. moments, was it? It Good wasn't, you. but you know, I also just got to point out a gag in That's there great. that I thought was fantastic. So, so my, my first one is on page 81. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where uh, Jesus... Uh, uh, Jesus is is talking to. He's standing outside a uh, a gay friendly yes. establishment. Um, there's a rainbow flag, and there's protesters out there as well. And the protesters are assuming that Jesus uh, mm -hmm. is gay. And so it's like, I have to say, I don't think God is very happy with the choices mm -hmm. you're making. You know, uh, and you know, he of course, Jesus is. says he never is. It's like if only you knew <laughs> no, what you're is. really saying. <laughs> Right, right, which yeah. that was so good. Um, it, it, so they go on with a little bit of interchange, you know, the person saying, here's what's going to happen in hell. Um, and, then it, and then he says, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians, and Jesus says, who? And the guy says, the Apostle Paul. And he says, I don't, what? I don't know any <laughs> Paul. Uh, and, you know, so he goes a little bit further. He says, I, and he says, uh, the guy says, well, he, he spent his life spreading the word of Jesus Christ. And Jesus responds, I asked James to spread my word. I asked Peter to spread my word. I never even asked Paul to spread the jelly. Um, which, you know, that was a nice little. So, you know, I, I think that that, that interchange is, is, uh, is, is, is really interesting. And, and it brings up a, a point. It, you know, I, I don't I don't completely agree with the, the author mm -hmm. on this. Um, I, I, I get the idea that, you know, the what we have in the Gospels is a little bit different than what we have in the letters of Paul and, mm -hmm. and afterwards. Um, and, you know, and I get this idea that, you know, what we're getting from Paul is really more of a, a watered down um, understanding because he wasn't there. He wasn't an eyewitness. Um, for those who, you know, this might be a shock for some of you. None of the gospel writers were there. <laughs> just none to, of just them to check are eyewitnesses. Chestnut. Yeah. So actually, so Paul is the closest. His writings are historically earlier than mm -hmm. anyone else. Uh, and and so I I do believe that Paul is working out of the witness of others. So Paul did know Peter. Paul interacted with Peter. So probably right. heard the word from Peter. Paul knows um, Jesus, even if he didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, so I don't completely agree with but the But on the other hand, is, do you think Russell I, might be a red-letter yeah. Christian? Do you think that 
that might be his jam. Like there, there is a movement in Christianity to say the words of Jesus should be cherished above all other scripture. And maybe I don't, I, I, I don't align with that. I understand. Movement, but, I understand. I like, um, I like some of the intent, but I think it falls short of where we actually are. So it's tough to justify. Yeah, we don't even have the words. Again, we don't have the words of Jesus. We don't have right. the words of Jesus. We That's have the whole second thing. Yeah. hand accounts. Yeah. Uh, so that, but, uh, you know, what the other part that rubs the, where I like it though is lifting up one part of scripture. Part of the bigger meta critique I hear is when people lift up one part of scripture and not right. think about others. So to just be focusing on one part that Paul might have written where maybe if you try to force the translation in a certain way, it might say homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can get into that on in another episode if you want. Um, and then to say, therefore, homosexuality is a sin and you'll go to hell. I mean, that's a forced reading of, of the text. It is forced and weak. But to read that and to ignore, and to ignore all that's hap- that, that Paul says elsewhere about grace, about... Um, in Christ, right, we're all forgiven, right. and, and there's no male nor female, nor, or everything that the Gospels say about Jesus, it's that's sad. a problem. Can I, can so, I jump to the page I after liked, your insight yeah, there? Because you, uh, yeah, just like with yeah. mine, the conversation continues on, and the guy says, the guy he's talking to says, according to Paul, Jesus says, I'm telling you, I never met the man. Mm-hmm. And then he says, <laughs> I love this panel, the guy says, he said Christ appeared to him in a vision, and Jesus says, well, that's awfully convenient, which is the crux of faith. <laughs> it's the crux of faith. Yeah. Someone experienced something that you did not, and they told you about yeah. it. Did you believe it? Yeah. Or did you, you know, what? I, it's just, ugh, it's yeah. great. Love those two panels. <laughs> it is. It is. So good. So what's next, the one next one I have is on page ninety-five. Okay, jumping ahead. I hope people are following <laughs> along at home. Both of them. I hope they're both following along. Both the Venn diagram <laughs> of people who listen to this podcast and who bought the uh, comic. I don't know how much overlap we got there. Um, well, we never know. Yeah. Let's, play, let's be hopeful. So um, Jesus is in prison because, of course, as soon as you say that you're Jesus Christ, you get brought for psychiatric, psychiatric evaluation which was a cute moment mm-hmm. on that page I just referenced. And, of course, you've got the classic yeah. balding, rough, rough-hewn rough guy pushing the book cart down through the prison. I don't know if this actually happens this way anymore. I assume nowadays a prisoner just know. goes on their smartphone and reads a book there. But anyway. Yeah, it's been a while oh. since I've been in prison. So, so here, we, here we are, and Jesus leans through the bars and says, Please, friend, can I have something to read? And the guy apparently takes a look at him and hands him a little copy of the New Testament. So Jesus has just been handed the story of Jesus, um, all told after he left the earth, okay? So now I'm going to jump ahead to page 105, because this is where Jesus is actually reading the material. Is it 105? Let me check. 103, I'm sorry. And so Jesus is reading... um, and uh, his friend, his, uh, his, a friend of his in prison, his cellmate, just got in the way of someone attacking Jesus. And so Jesus says, I can't believe you took a spork from me um, because the guy stepped in the <laughs> way of the oncoming implement. And he said it was just a little one. And Jesus says, yeah, but still. 
And then he leans over the book and he says, I just don't see how people mm. got my message so wrong. And it goes back to the what looks like the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is speaking. In the last yeah. panel, he says, to love those who offer you nothing in return is the only truly divine power you have. Everything else is just horse mm. trading. And he goes on, he says, yeah. um, so, the, so while the world says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, I say that if a man strikes you, turn the other cheek. And in the next panel, you see two scribes or authorities talking it over. And one says, what did he say? And the other one says, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And so the other one says, hmm, seems reasonable. And in that two panel <laughs> section, yeah, you get the whole <laughs> idea of how difficult this whole endeavor is. Jesus says something yeah. referencing something else, and they take the reference thing as the point rather than the actual point he made about the thing. Just imagine how many times in his ministry this opportunity came up for him mm. to say something and for someone to then assume they'd heard the whole thing. Because obviously there's no right. megaphones. There's no... They play on this also in the um, the Life of Brian movie that Monty Python made. He Jesus The Jesus mm -hmm. analog in that movie says, blessed are the peacemakers. And someone turns to someone else in the crowd and says, what did he say? The cheesemakers? Yes, blessed are the cheesemakers. But mm -hmm. it probably applies to makers of all dairy products. Um, so yeah, right. from the, the, the possibility for miscommunication right. in human discourse is rife and this, this nails it. And it, it's, yeah, it's good that we don't pull quotes from people out oh, of context thank goodness anymore. We don't do that. Yeah. We've, that we've so moved yeah, beyond never, that. Mm -hmm. So I, but I, yeah, it, it happened. I mean, how often do you make an illustration and, and to make a bigger point and, and someone just gets stuck mm -hmm. on the illustration? Like if you were to say, what if I were to be a Muppet? And as that Muppet, I were to go and start hugging people. And said, how long have you wanted to be a Muppet? And you're like, no, I don't want to be a Muppet. What if? But, and what kind of Muppet would you be? And he's like, that's not the point. I wasn't trying to suggest I want to be a Muppet. Will you let go of the Muppet stuff? Like, so you really mm -hmm. like these Muppets, huh? <laughs> that's, it, ha it does happen all the time. Yeah, I think you're so right. And, and it, does, it does make us, it, it, it should call us to wonder how mm. much have we missed? How much of the message have we gotten wrong? Again, I think I still have a higher view of Scripture than I think Mark mm -hmm. Russell does in this. Or, I mean, it's hard to say, but there's certainly this idea that a lot of the writings in the New Testament um, might have skewed the stories or led people in the wrong direction. And, and I, I do have a higher view of, of Scripture than that. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, part of the reason I read these things is to say, here's where I agree and here's where I don't. And it helps me understand who I mm -hmm. am. Uh, so that's I'm, I'm glad for those moments where I don't agree, um, but I you know even if I read scripture as this you know divinely inspired work that's brought together, I know I'm still going to hear it yeah. with a bias, and only hear the parts I want to hear and not listen to other parts that I'm like ah uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Let's pretend that wasn't mm -hmm. a part of the passage. But but that's yeah yeah. So there's a lot of humility we should be having. Uh, when we are spouting our, our Indeed. truths. Indeed. Um, in <laughs> Indeed, my friend. So the, the second one I have uh, is on that, is continues really close. So this that whole discourse really spoke to us, huh, Charlie? Definitely. Which is, yeah. Uh, and this is also on 104. 
Um, so just continuing, he asks his cellmate, Jesus asks the cellmate, do you know why people believe in God? Um, the cellmate says, why? And he says, they believe in God because, because of, uh, they don't believe in God because of the Bible or because he's good or because it makes sense to. People believe in God because they hope for a witness to their suffering. Um, and, and before I even go to the next panel, because I think that's really important, I want to just point out in this panel, the drawing that's there is a, is a sun star and his girlfriend sitting in what they hope to someday be a, a right. child's room and, and clearly in mm -hmm. grief. We were reminded in the first um, uh, issue that they want to have a child, they want to adopt a child, and they're yep. just not getting anywhere. And this has been hard for both of them. So I love that when we get a picture of someone suffering, and there's so many pictures we could have. Yep. It's of the strongest, the, the, the one who cannot be harmed, the invulnerable one, with his loved one. In grief. So, yeah, that panel is just, it's, it's very powerful um, to speak about suffering in that way, to go beyond what, what might be the expected. But then Jesus says, I wanted I to show this. people something inside themselves worth this. believing in. How to be the cure mm. for each other's pain. Uh, and uh, again, this, this is a place, I think I, I'm there. I, 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 w I want to nuance Russell's writing of this, because I do believe I, I do believe people want to have a witness mm -hmm. to their suffering, and, and I think that God is that witness. I mean, read the liberation theologians, and that's that's the turn they take, um, especially Gutierrez. Uh, that you know, we because God suffered on the cross, we know we're not alone mm -hmm. in our suffering, and, and and that's that's powerful and that's important. But then to add to that. Um, there's something in ourselves that is worth believing in, and we can be a cure for each other's pain. That's yeah. that's also beautiful, uh, and and me for me that's there's church in, in oh, its essence. Oh, beautiful, yeah, yeah, and it you know if that time when someone has has you know someone's uh, lost a loved one, and someone else says, "I see you in your suffering," and I'm going to be present for you in your suffering. And now we can be a cure. Not that we fix it and make it right, but mm -hmm. they're no longer alone. And I think the, you know, the awareness of the divine presence makes that more than what it just can and, be. It makes right. it holy. And it to me, to that infinite. feels perfectly, you know, no matter how much the distortions have crept into the enterprise of church, I think when, when you hear that sense of it, I think it reminds us that we have mm -hmm. this ability to um, to to do the mission that Jesus came to tell us to do. Yeah, it it really feels possible yeah. again when you consider that alleviating someone else's pain. I keep keep that as your north star. Yeah. I I think you'd have a hard time having a terrible Christian endeavor. Yeah, and and boy, does that speak to our yeah. smaller churches? Definitely, because that's where I mean, community is so intimate yeah. and so powerful. Not that, not that the megachurches can't have that Yeah, either. you just tend to find it in small groups, right? Tends to be more... It's, it's wherever right. relationship is. So in a 10,000-member right, church, right. it's in your weekly, you know, 10-person group yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. But And, and I'm sure I'm biased, but I think our smaller churches, 
where the pastor I knows agree. everyone. That's where it's at. And can be That's where it's people. at for me too. But yeah. I mean, obviously, based on where we are. Yeah. I know, because I know that megachurch <laughs> called you and you said no. As did you. Well, you're the one who told me I, they were coming. They called? Yeah, it was, you were the first coming. Called. To me, it was the second coming that they came. Oh. I would have said yes in a no, second. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Would not. Charlie, I want you to know, for me to keep up yes. the rock star yes, lifestyle indeed. that I live, it's I it's a lot it. of work. And and the mega church support would have made it a lot easier. You need more than one plane. Oh, you need Creflo. more than one jet to be able to really do it. I don't really think no. I'd say poor Creflo. Heretical. I would say heretical. Okay. Moving swiftly along. <laughs> anyway. So we're going to pray, yes, aren't we? Yes. Because we've, I, again, we've gone yeah. a little bit over probably, but th- this is rich right, material. Right. Next so next it, time we'll do issues really five is. and six will be our focus. Um, yeah. The end of the, we'll, we'll, the end we'll of the bring book. bring it to a close. And hopefully you've enjoyed this. And if you have, let us know. Or if you haven't, let Jonathan know. Or if you haven't, let us know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you can let us know by writing to 12enough at gmail. Should that all be written out? You could talk to us. Should that all be written out? I'm sorry? 12 enough. Oh, yeah. 12 should always be written out. We are not a lazy people. And yes, that's true, too. Feel free to to address us as your pastors, because I'm assuming that's where most of our audience is. So come at us in a good way. Yeah. 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 Always. So I've got a prayer um, that's a part of a poem. Yeah. Um, I was, I had thought I was going to share the reworked version of If that Serena Williams read um, that that was available on the BBC in video form, but I couldn't find the the mm. written version of it, so I'm not using that. But for International Women's Day, Serena Williams did this amazing. Uh, it was part of this recasting of the poem "If," uh, which is all about oh, kind nice. of how a man becomes a man in Victorian England. But in in Kipling, right. is yeah, that Kipling? Kipling. Kipling, but in that? in okay. Anyway, I I think I've got a great, of, of course, good old Maya Angelou is. One of the saints of the oh, American fantastic. canon, and she's she's got this lovely moment. That's I, I'm going to read it with that sense of joy over women in our lives. We are in Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of we language in this poem, and I think for me, the the we is kind of focused on women in this in this particular passage. So when you hear me read it, maybe hear it with that spirit. But I'll pray, then Jonathan will yeah. pray, and then we'll hear from Maya. All right. Let's pray. God, help us to remember these lessons that we've gleaned from this book and and to appreciate them, to remember that force is an illusion of control on a certain level, to remember that um, you have uh, (laughs) given us such a gift in her ability to create, to make things, to Mm. wrestle with our sense of you and of Jesus and of everything in different arts. And Lord, just help us to embrace it wherever we can. Lord, we're almost halfway through Lent, Mm -hmm. which means the cross is looming nearer and nearer. May we look to the cross and recognize that you do see us in our suffering. May we look to the cross and recognize that you call us to be present in the suffering of the world and the suffering of each other. May we be a cure for each other as you are a cure for us. And for Maya Angelou's A Brave and Startling Truth. When we come to it, 
We, this people, on this wayward floating body, created on this earth, of this earth, have the power to fashion for this earth, a climate where every man and every woman can live freely without sanctimonious piety, without crippling fear. When we come to it, we must confess that we are the possible. We are the miraculous, the true wonder of this world. That is when, and only when, we come to it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that That's brave beautiful. and startling truth. That is beautiful. The rest of the mm-hmm. poem is fantastic. I'm sorry for redacting par- portions of Maya Angelou. That's not fair, but it's it's a, just long enough that read it on your own, please. Yeah. Please. Yeah, people go look at these things. Well, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the week. The weather's supposed to be nice. For Get out there if you can. Area, which is fantastic. Yeah. And don't oh, forget to change coming, your clocks. Right? Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday, yeah. Don't forget bring to ahead. change your Fall clocks. Fall back, spring ahead. So we're moving ahead. We're losing an hour of sleep, potentially, if you don't give that gift to yourself. But on the other hand, why lose the hour? Just uh, stay up all night. Yeah, lose all the hours. There you go. Yeah, that's... if. Well, if you don't go Amen. to bed, you never lose the hour. Great to see you, Jonathan. <laughs> Be well, everyone. Bye. <laughs>